Let us pray. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. 2 Kings 4.35 There are many things that I can call you, Lord. But today I want to acknowledge that you are the God that brings life into seemingly dead things. Through 2 Kings 4, I now realize that the same power that ran through Elisha runs through me. And like him, I choose to be a blessing wherever I go. Through my obedience, create safe places for rest and rejuvenation. Give me uncommon favor with others so that all my needs will be met as I walk in my purpose. When opportunities arise for me to serve others, help me to be a dream conduit for others so that they will be able to experience your goodness in their lives. I choose to accept the anointing that is needed to be a resource to others and to be able to throw myself onto their situation and watch you bring them to life. Thank you, Lord, that I am a change agent through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com God promises a child. In our last story, we witnessed the everyday miracles of Elisha. He tended to the flock of God with care and love. Elisha's reputation as a loving and gentle prophet gave the common people of Israel hope. Now we see yet another example of God's faithfulness through Elisha. A rich woman is given a promise, all to see it taken away from her. In the grief and sorrow, God meets her and restores her to a place of gratitude, inspired by the book of Second Kings. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In the last episode, we heard about four miracles God performed through the prophet Elisha. Through these amazing signs, God was showing the people of Israel that he could provide for their needs, cleanse what was corrupted, and restore what is lost. And as he traveled throughout the nation, Elisha was a prophet and a pastor, demonstrating God's caring heart for his people. Today, we'll witness how a wealthy woman extended kindness and care to Elisha. And we'll see another example of God's power and promises as the woman is given the son she so desired. But her happiness will be short-lived and grief will be visited upon her. But God will come through even in the sadness and sorrow with kindness and care and healing for the woman. Let's listen to this important story today. Elijah's reputation as a man of God preceded him wherever he went. In each and every city, there were more needs to be met and people to be cared for. Elijah's young and vibrant energy was beginning to become slightly more dim with age, yet his desire to serve and protect the people of God was as strong as ever. One day, Elisha was walking into the town of Shunem. Whispers and mumbles of his arrival filled the town streets, and people came to him with many needs and many requests. Elisha worked all day tending to the people. He loved them dearly, but they tended to take more than they gave. God strengthened Elisha's heart, yet his body was weary. A wealthy woman lived in the town and heard of Elisha's arrival. She sent word for him to join her and her family for a meal. They laughed, cried, and enjoyed one another's company. Elisha felt welcomed and loved by the whole family. They were a sweet comfort to his weary spirit. Elisha continued to work in the town of Shunem. Day by day he would minister to the needy and broken. From time to time Elisha would stop by the woman's home again and have a meal with her family. Soon he became very precious to her, her husband, and the servants in her household. Soon the woman came to her husband and said, Elisha is truly a man of God. Let us build a small room for him on the roof. We can put in a bed, a chair, a table, and a lamp for him to feel at home. This way he has a place to remain when he comes into town. So her and her husband built the man of God a room. They fed him, laughed with him, and gave him a roof for his head. One day Elisha returned to Shunem. He spent the day sacrificing of his time, energy, and wisdom in order to restore the people to God. He was truly satisfied and truly tired. He was thankful that he had a place to stay and wanted to bless the family who had been so hospitable to him. His servant Gehazi was beside him. What shall we do in order to bless her? he asked. Go and ask her what it is she desires, he said. So Gehazi went to the woman and inquired of what she had need of. The woman smiled at the question. However, her husband had been very good to her over the years, and her family was very wealthy. She had need of nothing. However, Gehazi had noticed the woman had no children. Her husband was advanced in years and was most likely not long for this world. Perhaps she desired children but could not have any. Gehazi returned to Elisha and said, she said she has need of nothing, but... Gehazi paused, wondering if he should continue. But what? Elisha asked. What does she need? Well, she does not have a son, 
and her husband is old. Perhaps a son would give her a sense of security and fulfillment, he said. Elisha smiled and sent for the woman to come to him. The woman came to the room and stood at the doorway. Elisha sat up in his chair and stared at the woman for a while. She was a kind soul, and the Lord desired to bless her. Elisha gave a large grin. At this time next year you will have a son in your arms, he said with a nod. The woman paused for a moment, trying to process the words Elisha had just spoken. She had given up on having children long ago. Instead of a face of gladness, she looked as though she was angry. Tears began to stream down the woman's face. Do not deceive me, man of God, she cried. Do not get my hopes up. I cannot bear it. The distress in her voice was palpable. Elisha could sense that there had been years of heartache behind this subject. He reassured her of the promise and then left the next day back home. Sure enough, a year had passed, and the woman had a child. The boy grew to be strong and independent. He filled her mother and father with much joy. The woman had completely given up on the hope of a child, but here he was, her miracle, her blessing from God. She watched as he skipped in the field with his father. He loved to help him work with the harvesters. She watched as the young boy danced with the innocent joy only a child possesses. Her heart swelled at the sight of him. She watched as his joyous run turned into a jog. Then he slowed down to a halt. His hand placed firmly on his head. The boy fell to his knees, clasping his head as though someone had just struck him. His father turned and ran to him. My head hurts, the boy screamed. My head hurts, he cried even louder. One of the servants picked him up and ran him to his mother. Her heart sank as she listened to her boy's screams of pain. The sharp and piercing screams eventually turned into a low and quiet sobbing. The woman held her boy in her arms. She could feel his breathing begin to shorten. His eyes closed as she stroked his hair. His mumbling became faint, and his body grew limp. Then, around noontime in his mother's arms, the child died. She carried his lifeless body into the upper room where Elisha once stayed. She laid him on the bed and shut the door. She did not cry. She did not lay down in defeat. Instead, there was an intensity welling up inside her. She was angry, yet hopeful. She was filled with sorrow, yet determination to have answers. She went to her husband and said, Have one of the servants saddle me a donkey. Her husband tried to protest, but she would hear none of it. Hurry, it will be all right. So a servant saddled up a donkey for her and prepared himself to travel with her. We must hurry, she said. Do not slow down unless I tell you. All day and into the night she rode. A somber determination fueled her as she endured the cold and hunger. Soon she was at Mount Carmel where Elisha was. She saw him at a distance. Slowly she approached him. A servant interrupted her ascent and said, Is everything okay? I'm fine, she replied. She looked ahead, determined to reach Elisha. Tired, hungry, and thirsty, she came to him. She fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. Frantically, she wailed. Elisha's servant tried to pull her away, but Elisha stopped him. Leave her alone, he said. Her heart is in great pain. However, the Lord has not shown me why. As he said this, the woman's eyes darted up at him. Her brows were furrowed and her lips clenched together, trembling. She pointed at him and yelled, 
Didn't I tell you not to deceive me and get my hopes up? Her pain overflowed out of her voice. Elisha could feel it deeply. Did I not tell you I was fine? I did not ask for a son. Elisha crouched down to her. She held her for a moment and whispered, Get prepared to travel. So the two of them returned to her home in Shunem. Elisha opened up the door to see the child laying on the bed he once used as his own. He closed the door so he and the child could be alone. The room was silent. Elisha could feel the sorrow in the room. The boy's lifeless body broke his heart. He fell to his knees and prayed to God. He spoke to God earnestly, as one does to a longtime friend. Then he laid on top of the child's body. His eyes were aligned with the boy's, and he placed his hands on his hands. As Elisha placed his body on the boy's, he could feel warmth being restored to him. Elisha shot up and began to pace around the room. He was not quite sure what the Lord was doing, but he knew a miracle was about to unfold. He laid on top of the boy again, praying to God to restore his life. Then the silence was broken by a loud sneeze. The boy sneezed again, then again, then again. Seven times the boy sneezed, and the last time he opened up his eyes. Elisha greeted the boy gently and summoned the mother to come back in. She approached the door as she once did when Elisha was staying with her. Only this time, instead of being given a promise of a child, she was given her child back again. Gratitude filled her heart to overflowing. God had restored that which was lost. As we open this passage, Elisha is continuing to go about the kingdom of Israel, caring for and ministering to the people of God. He is a prophet, and he is also a pastor. A life of full-time ministry can be a tremendous blessing, but it can often be draining, and having people who minister to you and care for you is essential. This is what Elisha experienced in the town of Shunem. Each time he would visit there, he was welcomed in and fed by a wealthy woman. She wanted to do as much as she could for the man of God, so she and her husband built a small room on the roof of their home just for Elisha. Anytime he came, he had a private space with a bed, a chair, and a table. This woman went above and beyond in her generosity and her hospitality. What an incredible blessing she was to Elisha. Elisha was very appreciative, of course, and he wanted to repay the kindness of this woman and her husband, so he inquired what she would ask of him. She was a wealthy woman, though, so she had no need of anything. Her generosity toward Elisha was truly selfless and devoid of any ulterior motives. Still, Elisha wanted to bless her, and upon finding out that she had no children and her husband was older, he called her to his room. As she stood in the doorway, Elisha told her that within a year, she would hold her baby boy in her arms. It was more than she could possibly imagine or understand. She was incredulous, but just as Elisha had promised, God gave the woman a child. The boy grew up to be strong, but one day the child ran to his father in the fields with a terrible pain in his head. He collapsed there in the field and was rushed to his mother, who held her precious child in her arms as he died. This gift from God had been taken away just like that. At once she knew exactly what to do and told her husband to have a donkey saddle for her. He was doubtful, but she answered that she must go see the man of God, Elisha. For this woman, 
Going to Elisha was her way of going to God himself, of showing her trust in the faithfulness of God, the miracle power of God. This prophet had healed and spoken in God's name, so she knew that there was hope if she turned to him. When loss, grief, tragedy, inexplicable, unexplainable things come our way, we could choose to be bitter and angry, or we can turn to God for comfort and healing and strength. So this woman journeyed several hours to find Elisha. So when he saw her coming, he knew something must be wrong. When she reached Elisha, she fell at his feet and poured out her heart. There was so much pain, confusion, anguish, tears. This all streamed from this woman as she told Elisha that the son that she had not even asked for, but who had been brought to her with such joy, was now dead. Elisha listened as she poured out her heart. Then, after the woman said she would not leave his side, Elisha went with her to her home. When they arrived, he went up to the room where the boy lay, the very room the woman had built for Elisha. He prayed to the Lord and then lay over the boy's lifeless body. Warmth returned to the child's dead body, and Elisha stood and paced the room, then lay down again. Soon the boy sneezed as the breath of life returned to his lungs. Our God is the God of the resurrection. The Shunammite woman received her child back into her arms and was comforted by the God of healing who never leaves us or forsakes us, even in our deepest sorrows. Today, we are comforted by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he be dead, yet shall he live. There is life now and forever in Jesus Christ. Trust in the miracle of the resurrection and receive the miracle of God. Dear God, how we thank you for this powerful story. We know only you can bring life out of death. Only you can revive our physical bodies, and only you can breathe abundant life into our souls. Thank you for your love for us, that you never leave us or forsake us, and that you sent Jesus to come to this earth to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins, to rise again physically, literally, from the grave that we might have eternal life. And we pray in his strong and mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Let me encourage you to download the Pray.com app and always make Bible reading and Bible study a priority in your life, along with prayer. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. Let someone know, because by sharing this podcast, you can truly make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources from me, Jack Graham, as to how you can grow in your Christian life, then go to jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.